1: Your exclusive Twin Cities source for business and investing news. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. There's widespread damage in parts of the South and Midwest after a swarm of tornadoes ripped through communities, leaving at least 10 people dead.
2: Arkansas appears to be the hardest hit. The small town of Wynn near the Tennessee border is covered in the debris of smashed homes, businesses, and downed trees. There are fatalities, several injuries, and some people reported missing in the Little Rock area. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders on KATV. We will help our neighbors. We will ensure that every Arkansan uh, who needs assistance has it. In Belvedere, Illinois, the roof of the Apollo Theater collapsed during a tornado. One person was killed, two dozen hurt. Down power lines made the evacuation difficult. Emergency managers in Sullivan County, Indiana say at least three people well, there were killed during the storm. I'm Jackie Quinn. This is SRN News. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre K through 12. God has shown His provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith filled stories.
3: Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them.
2: For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ.
4: Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded.
5: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station
3: or its management.
2: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Frisca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
3: He's a strange, doctor. strange doctor.
6: Oh,
7: hey. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back King Being Show the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Um Yeah, just ignore that stuff in your driveway or on your street or in the uh in the uh, branches on your pine tree. Yeah, as uh, as Lynn notes for us on uh on Twitter, it is um it is beautiful outside and you know everything's flocked in white and we're all really really tired. Right? uh really 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 tired with it um and so i um i'm thank you i I'm, and I'm appreciating the 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 conversations on twitter as well uh using the hashtag #kbrs is the easiest way to find me um and um and and this hour we're going to go back to talking about the banks i will get out to you during this this break um a link to get tickets to uh, virtually or in person, the next quarterly business report review. Yes, we're a couple weeks late. We've uh, we've changed publishers. We have changed the entire format, and we're really and and we're looking forward. This is basically after this is actually it's volume twenty five of the quarterly business report. We finally, I think, for the first time, and we've changed formats a couple times, but really. It's been 11 years since we've done a refresh, and we were overdue. And so, I hope you will enjoy. Um, uh, I hope uh, you, I hope you will enjoy the new look and the new the new design when it's out. I uh, hope you'll, you can join us if you happen to be living or you're going to be traveling through the St. Cloud area on Thursday morning. Um, the site of where we're doing the next QBR review um, is is a theater, and it's it's a little it's a little uh, theater. There's probably about a hundred seats in there. Uh, I know we've got about thirty seats still open to take people if you're interested, um, but they might run out fast. So I'm just I'm just warning you there there could be there could be more people coming than we than we think, um, which would be great. Just be great to have that many people show up. Uh, anyway, uh, you know when economies get iffy my popularity goes up I give a lot more talks uh, out and about and uh and uh my record by the way is 46 back in 2009 and I'm I'm right now on a pace to go over 50 um public talks and um, you're certainly welcome to uh reach out to me and see if you if you're interested and we'll we'll come by um I'm a public employee, and so I fig- I you know, if you're making money off me, I'm going to make a little money off you. But if you're if you're running a, a rotary or something like I did on Thursday, you're not making money off me, and I'm not going to ask you for I'm not going to ask you for anything at all. Just 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 reach out either through the university or or uh, click on the uh, mail page the mail the email link at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Happy to talk to you in in, in either way, and we'll see what we can do. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let me go back to where we were in the last hour. And I want to repeat this in case you're listening just to this hour on the podcast later, telling you go back and find the first hour. It was good. It was a good hour. Uh and uh go back and listen to that first hour and we're gonna t- but we're gonna really drill in on the testimony about what happened with SVB this hour, uh that happened in the in the colloquy that that occurred between um uh senator john kennedy republican of louisiana and and michael barr who is the Federal reserve vice chair for supervision i'm going to point out uh, vice chair barr took this role i want to say at the beginning of 23 maybe at Maybe before the end of twenty three, but not long before, Randy Quarles was uh, was the vice chair. He stepped away. I've actually got his editorial from this week that he that he published in the Wall Street Journal to say, "Here's what I think you should be doing, Congress. If you had me on the stand, this is what I would say um, uh, instead." And I'll 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 make sure that you're taking a look at that as well. I tweeted it earlier this week using the hashtag pound KBRS, but not. But first. Let me go back and replay a little bit. I'm going to play play three cuts that I also played in the last hour, just to make sure if you're you, you, if you miss them that I have you hear them. Muhammad Elarian on Wednesday on Bloomberg um, described what happened as a you know first first he described it as going from red light flashing red light as a funding crisis to now sort of a deposit and and more of a Not really a credit crisis, but an interest rate crisis and and so
6: forth. Then he says this. Let's play cut number two. This was, as admitted by the vice chair, Barr, a major lapse in supervision. This should not have happened. But it did happen. So the first thing to do is to make sure that with the existing regulation, um, there's better supervision. Then there is a potential for some tweaks to regulation. But we must be really careful because if we go overboard on regulation, this will cause banks to be even more cautious.
7: And then, and then on Friday night, Larry, uh, last night, Larry Summers appearing on Wall Street Week on Bloomberg Television kind of echoes some of those same themes. Cut number 11, please. The lesson of financial crises, if you study their history
0: closely, is that it's not just all one big downturn. It was six months from Bear to Lehman. Even the week in which the Lehman events happened, the stock market went up. And the Fed did not uh, cut rates. And the Fed's statement that week was heavily about
7: uh, inflation. So Michael Barr appearing before the Senate. And I want to say this was this may have been all the way back on Monday. basically lays the blame at the feet of the of the bank itself and i think this is to go to the comment on twitter made by ken and champlin i i think i think this is the case that they are trying to make and they're trying to highlight the mistakes that were made so this this was michael barr's opening uh, comments this would have shared brown uh, chairs the uh, democrat from ohio chairs the Senate Banking Committee, and so he's replying to a request for an opening statement from uh, Senator Brown. This is cut number
8: nine. Fundamentally, the bank failed because its management failed to appropriately address clear interest rate risk and clear liquidity risk. That interest rate risk and liquidity risk was cited, was highlighted by the supervisors of the firm, Beginning in November of 2021, the uh, the board and uh, and sorry the, the Federal Reserve Bank um, uh, brought forward these uh, problems to the bank, and they failed to address them in a timely way. That exposure led the firm to be highly vulnerable to a shock, and that shock came uh, on the evening of Wednesday, March 8th, when it very belatedly attempted to uh, adjust its liquidity position. And uh, reported uh, losses uh, on its available for sale securities, the market reaction to that was quite negative, uh, and that eventually on Thursday sparked a depositor run.
7: And that's the depositor run that was mentioned um, by El that, that forty-two billion dollars left SVB in a single day. And on Friday morning, it came out bar. In testimony, says, on Friday morning, before the bank opened, it had requests for, de- for withdrawals in excess of a hundred billion dollars. Their entire their entire uh, balance sheet had about two hundred and ten billion dollars, at least at their last official report uh, on December thirty first. I don't know how much was on. We don't. I we won't know for a while. How much was on the balance sheet on the morning of March ninth? Um, that will be that will come out in the investigations that are happening now that that are being done by Barr and the Fed. But I want to play that I want to play that back a little bit for you, uh, and, and sort of stop-start him in way I would have reacted to this, and then we're going to compare that to what happened when. Uh, and I think this video has gone has. You know in the world that that I travel, and if you listen to the show, you might travel in the same world. The video of the conversation between senator john kennedy and 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 Vice chair Barr was kind of a viral thing. You may have already seen it, and if you have not I think you do need to hear it hear pieces of it, and we're going to play pieces of it for you. but the entire five plus minutes is really really instructive but but let me let me uh so what i'm going to do uh, uh spencer what i need you to do is i'm going to stop start cut number 9 and cuz i want to address a couple things that get said within it so if you could be on the pause button while while i'm doing this uh, let's let's go ahead we have got a couple minutes let's start here uh, again
8: cut number 9 F- fundamentally the bank failed because its management Failed to appropriately address clear interest rate risk and clear liquidity risk. Stop. In-
7: okay. And it's nice. I can do this with him because he's he's, he's got a nice slow delivery. <clears throat> what they did again, and, and, as I've described here, and 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 I won't I won't play it again until after the breaks, uh, Spencer. So just hold the, hold it right there. Um, What the bank did was it was buying securities at a rapid rate. Rather than lending money out to borrowers, they bought securities. But because they were concerned about what might happen with interest rate risk, they had a choice. They could hold these assets, these treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, as available for sale. They could have actively traded them. If they wanted to actively trade them, they... They had to mark them to market every time the price of that security changed. They could have capped their exposure on the downside by selling a derivative derivative security that would have said, if this bond gets to be more than 15% below value, some counterparty is going to insure me against that loss. But you would have had to pay for that insurance. And SVB didn't want to pay for that insurance. What they did instead was they took advantage of a rule that is an accounting rule, which says, if I put it on my books and I say it's going to be held to maturity, meaning I'm going to buy this bond and I'm going to put it on my books and I have no intention of selling it. All I want to do is hold on to it and collect its, mature, collect its par value. It's face value when it matures three, five, seven, ten years from now. I don't have to I don't have to buy i I don't have to market to market. I don't have to mark to market. I can just put it on the books at face value, but I cannot buy interest rate I cannot buy interest rate risk secu- you know uh, the derivative a uh, uh, an interest rate swap. I can't buy that because by because there's no risk for you to hedge cuz you've already said I'm not selling it at at current market prices I'm selling it at market prices they had a whole lot of securities in that way so that they did not have to recognize how badly their their portfolio was was coming down and that is in fact a regulatory problem okay And Barr kind of just alides by that, as you're going to hear in just a moment. But i got to take a break here. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440.
1: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas, we're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
9: Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus, 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money, you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping so stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight let one of our smart expert travel agents find the best price for you call smart today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet
3: 800-989-0841 800-989-0841 800-989-0841 that's 800-989-0841
9: Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor.
1: America, the Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. You could save up to 50% on water and salt costs with wet technology softeners from Commerce Water. And you'll notice softer skin and hair, too. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog now at Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com.
7: Welcome back, King and Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. We're we're picking through the testimony given Monday by Vice Federal Reserve Vice Chair for Supervision Michael Barr before the Senate Banking Committee, um, and particularly looking at his answer to the very first question he gets asked by by Senator Sherrod Brown, uh, Democrat of uh, Ohio. Um, about what happened, and so he starts by saying, you know, it's, "You know, there was some, there was some bank mismanagement, and so forth." But he then continues, and we started to, we started to play this clip and stop. So we're going to pick this up from where we stopped in the last in the last moment. Continue cut number nine, Spencer.
8: That interest rate risk and liquidity risk was cited, was highlighted by the supervisors of the firm beginning in November of twenty twenty one, the uh, the Board and uh, and sorry, the, the Stop Federal Reserve right Bank. November of twenty one, what was the interest
7: rate at that time? We were still approximately at the zero bound in November of twenty one. So they say, we started to talk to them about that. Two things about that. One, when the interest rate's still zero, why would the bank, why would the bank actually listen to you about that? Point one, you don't actually even test, you, as we'll find out, you don't even test banks for a sharp run-up in interest rates when you do a stress test. And then, two, if you knew it, the natural question for someone to ask is if you knew this bank had this significant interest rate risk, did it factor at all in your decision to raise interest rates? All right. It would have been one thing to say we raised interest rates because we had a supervisor not tell us what happened, what was happening at SVB. But no, Barr says. In fact, we did know what was happening at SVB. We started warning them in November of 21.
8: Continue. The bank um, brought forward these uh, problems to the bank, and they failed to address them in a timely way. That
7: exposed. You could have issued a, a firmer order. They never tell the bank that they must do something or else. Okay, and this would have been a great question for me to have asked Vern McKinley when he was here, but but the types of orders that the Fed or FDIC or OCC or any bank regulator can give you can get all the way from advisory to cease and desist. You must stop this behavior. You must change that behavior. You must do the following things in order to stay in compliance with your charter. They never did any of that. They came up short of that. So, they, so it became more like a pretty, pretty, pretty please rather than, a, hey, you really got to change this. You're in deep stuff right now.
8: Continue. Ozure led the firm to be highly vulnerable to a shock, and that shock came... Uh, on the evening of Wednesday, March eighth, when it very belatedly attempted to uh, adjust its liquidity position and uh, reported uh, losses uh, on its available-for-sale securities, the market reaction to that was quite negative, uh, and that eventually on Thursday sparked a depositor run.
7: Okay, so let's re- let's let's rerun that particular piece. We don't have to play it again, Spencer. Thanks. Um, so. So, started warning in November. Additional testimony indicates that they actually had supervisors talk to their board in May of 22. Interest rates at that time are still around one to one and a half percent. Almost certainly, the Fed, the St. Louis Fed had the information in hand. In that period, the F- St. Louis the, excuse me, the San Francisco Fed said. Your bank has gotten to a certain size, so we need to change your examiners. But on November 21, they were still living with the previous examiners. So let me think about this a minute. If you're investigating a murder, right, and your, your investigator has found some evidence on a suspect, And they're saying, I got a little more information, I'm still working on this, and I got more. What do you think happens if the chief says, you know what, Detective Smith, I've decided you're not going to investigate this anymore. Give your files to Detective Jones. What happens next? Detective Jones has to go back through all the evidence and learn. What did you see? What did you do? Do you get a different set of eyes? Sure you do. That's great. Maybe Jones is more is more experienced than Smith. Maybe Jones has has particular knowledge of this particular type of crime than Smith. Okay? Yep, got all that. But it but before you take the two steps forward, you do have to take the one step back. Right? They're warning them, hey, this has got to happen. So they don't escalate to to an actual order. They change folks in the middle of the stream. They're warning them long before the interest rate rises, get to 3%, let alone 4%. And they, and they got all the way to March of 23 before it finally falls apart on them. Right? They have to declare... That they're they're available for sale securities to market to they, so they mark to market why because they sold some of their available for sec, available for sale bonds to shore up the balance sheet right they needed cash to meet some early outflows one and a half to two billion dollars they go out and and sell some securities just to 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 do a cash raise. When they do the cash raise, they're taking bonds that they sold, that they, making this up, that they bought for 100 bucks. they sell, they, they have to sell them at, say, 80 bucks, and they have to say, yeah, we had a $20 loss on that bond, right? That loss was about $1.8 billion. They then go back to the same group of investors that they had before who are also their depositors. And say we're looking to add equity to our balance sheet. We're looking for two point one billion dollars. Who would like to invest in us? Well, why do you need two point one billion dollars? Well, we we we're trying to we're trying to restructure our our the liability side of our balance sheet. We just had we just had to take a we just had to take a loss on on some bonds or something. What what what? Wait, what? You lost some money? How much did you lose? And so on. This eventually becomes the run that gets $42 billion on Thursday. And again, I'll repeat this. Just this week, in testimony, the vice chair says, before they opened on Friday, they had orders to liquidate $100 billion of deposits. No amount of cash raise could have happened. So this explains why they, this is the definitive statement of why they didn't wait to find a buyer for the bank over the weekend, and indeed, they didn't find a bank over the weekend. They didn't find a bank for two weeks, and then they finally found someone to buy it. But they now, the Fed and you, the the, the, the FDIC, it has a hole in it that's about between it and Signature Valley Bank about twenty-two and a half billion dollars, and that twenty-two and a half billion dollars has to be replaced. Because that's out of a pot of money that's supposed to take, supposed to be, the reserves of FDIC to help depositors. That reserve, prior to the closure of SVB and Signature, was 128 billion dollars. You can do the math. It's now down to about 105 to 106 billion dollars. How big a pot of deposits does that does that cover? The answer is about twenty one trillion dollars. That's you know, you're spreading them you're spreading the mayo really thin on that bread. <laughs> if you're using a hundred and five billion dollars to supposedly support two twenty one trillion dollars worth of deposits. So they have to go out and raise money now. That's a whole nother story and we won't have time to dwell too deeply into that. Um what we do want to get to is is the the, the colloquy between uh, Senator John uh, Kennedy and Vice Chair Barr. And we'll give that to you right after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on The Biz,
2: 1440. It takes teamwork
9: to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snow plows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
10: There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage
7: them to give it a try. High school sports. It's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
4: Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it. Dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much there's nothing quite like their loyal companionship so we provide them with rough greens. In fact, I just talked to my wife about it because we want them to be healthy and we want them to be with us as long as possible. That's true. I know Sebastian Gorka feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. Our pups, Killian and Leia, rely on us to provide what's best for them. And naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed rough greens full of vitamins minerals digestive enzymes omega oils and more that supplement their food in a way that has shown us great results trying out rough
10: greens is an easy yes recommended by me dr g naturopathic dr dennis black here and i'm so proud that the pragers and sebastian gorka have entrusted their dog's health to rough greens i'm so confident that rough greens can help your dog i'm offering you a free jumpstart trial bag just cover the shipping yes your dog's food is dead food but you can bring it back to life with rough greens
1: go to ruffgreens.com The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're gonna work me like a dog. It's a seventy-hour work week. Seventy hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite. Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You (laughs) could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Break free from debt with the Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, one to four.
7: back king bang you show this 1440 so glad to be with you uh, i almost hate having to turn that down but we got we got work to do we got to we got to we got to play this for you the, okay so uh, vice Chair bar gets up and gives the statement like and the statement is basically we were on the ball we our supervisors were there telling Silicon Valley Bank, you got to fix it. you got to fix it. Things are bad. We were there as early as November of 21, even before the interest rates went up, which makes you wonder, well, then why did you raise the interest rates? Or why didn't you do more? Okay? You're embarking on a path that you know, you're saying you know, it's going to create real problems for the 16th or 17th largest bank in America. And, you know... You'll forgive a hash house Harry's term, but 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 you know, monetary policy all of twenty two was on on, right? Oh, yep found found another seventy five basis points on on, uh, you know kept going kept going kept going, right? You know, the whole the whole thought of Jay Powell uh, chugging a beer at the end of the race is kind of disturbing, but anyway, sorry about the metaphor.
8: Uh, <laughs>
7: Let's let's pick up. Okay, so he's given the statement, and now it's time for questions. And up comes Senator Kennedy, um, uh, and he he starts uh, he starts off with a what I think is a pretty easy question. Let's play this first cut number four.
8: Uh, Senator, as I was explaining, that the transition rules in place at the time right. require a rolling four quarter average to be above that amount. Okay, and then if the firm is happens to be in a year that isn't the year that since it's an every other year test that a test is running right then it waits till the next year so for silicon valley bank that would have meant 2024 would be its first stress test but the point is you didn't you didn't test silicon valley bank we we did not apply a stress test to silicon valley bank
7: there you go right you didn't so first of all no stress test why not the, the bank should was supposed to have a stress test, but, but listen to what he says, right? They apply a four-quarter rolling average rule, right? So they have to be above the $200 billion number for four consecutive quarters. Then, he says, but we only do the stress test every other year, so if they end up doing it, in, if they end up growing up, growing to where we decide they need a stress test in 2022 but we're not doing them in 23 we're not going to go through a special case of getting them up to doing one we're going to go ahead and wait till 24 to do it now i understand why this goes back to the point i was making earlier stress tests for banks is a lot of work and takes up a lot of so it takes up a lot of time and it takes your people out of whatever it was they were doing that's adding value to your firm in order to meet this additional regulatory requirement. I understand that that's that I understand that to be detrimental to the innovative power of the bank. But we've also said, you know, cuz it's a it's a you know, it's a, it's a trade-off just like everything. It's a trade-off. And the trade-off here is is you 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 don't want to Put them into a stress test before they really need to, but on the other hand, your rules meant this bank could have continued for two years without a stress test when you already knew it had an issue. Right? Because you already said in November twenty one we were talking to them about interest rate risk. Before you even started started the Fed hike cycle, the, the, the rate hike cycle. You were already talking to them about it in twenty one. But no stress test till twenty four. Let's continue. Cut number five. Under
10: the uh, the, the the Congress's amendment to Dodd Frank, Senator Crapo talked about it twenty one fifty five, section two five two point three. Isn't it a fact that uh, we gave the uh, the the uh, Federal Reserve the authority to, to to stress test Silicon Valley Bank?
8: Uh, under, under that legislation, the Federal Reserve could have put in place a rule yeah. defining the word periodic but you did. in a different way than, than was done. Right, but you didn't, did you? The Federal Reserve did not do that. Okay. Right.
7: So the, so Dodd-Frank, including, including the 2018 amendment, said the 2018 amendment that has been thrown up in the Republicans' face saying, hey, guys, you let them off the hook. His point is, well, no, actually, the Fed had quite a bit of a role in letting them off the hook in terms of letting them get so far out of whack and not even be tempted to examine them until 2024. And they knew it was happening, and they still chose not to do it. Let's continue. Cut number six. Your
10: your stress test, you stress tested these 34 banks for uh, falling GDP, spike in unemployment, and defaults in commercial real estate.
8: Isn't that correct? Yes. It, in a typical adverse scenario for banks, we're testing but, falling interest but, rate. But that wasn't and our problem in 2020. I, I completely agree with you.
10: It's not our problem today. The problem yeah. is inflation, high interest rate, and loss of value in government bonds, isn't it?
8: I completely agree with you. So what's
7: he completely agree with? What he completely agrees with is they were running the wrong stress test. They weren't testing for what would happen with high interest rates. They were happening what would happen if interest rates dropped. The 2022 stress test, which Silicon Valley Bank could not have qualified for because of the four-quarter rolling rule, they wouldn't have qualified for it even if the 2018 law uh, amendment to Dodd-Frank had not passed under the original Dodd-Frank. Silicon Valley Bank would not have been exposed to the stress test in 22. And if they had been associated with the stress test, they would have been testing for the wrong things. They weren't testing for what happens in a world, you know, where you have demand pull inflation led by uh, excessive spending from government. They weren't testing for that. No one was testing for that. And so that's a real problem. That, that that Senator Kennedy has pointed out and says this is this is in short the issue that this th- that you have is you did not you weren't going to test them until 24 even if even if we hadn't changed the law you couldn't have tested them in 22 and that if you had tested them, you wouldn't have found this problem because you were testing for something different than the than the world they were going to experience in 2022. Let's play again. Let's play this ag- now. Cut number eight. The Federal Reserve. See, seven. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. I, I skipped one. Cut number seven. It's like Entered somebody
10: going that. in for a a, a, a test for uh, for COVID and getting a test for cholera, isn't it?
8: I I don't know enough about either of those tests to know.
10: Yeah. Well, they're different.
8: I'm sorry, I had to play that.
7: Um, you know what, Spencer? We're gonna uh, we we need that in the intro to the show. That may be my favorite clip of the 2020 so far. Yeah, I think we agree on this. Just absolutely gorgeous. Play it one more time.
8: It's so it's so good. It's like somebody
10: going that.
7: in for a a, a, a test for uh,
10: for COVID and getting a test for cholera.
8: Isn't it? Uh, I, I don't know enough about either of those tests to know.
6: Yeah.
8: Well, they're different. What more can you say? <laughs> then he goes on with
7: one last point, and this is just a, some, right, he's running out of time. He's got five minutes, and, and his five minutes are about to be up. And so Senator Kennedy summarizes the whole point with this, cut number eight. The Federal Reserve knew well in advance
10: that Silicon Valley Bank had a problem with holding too much of of its
8: money in interest rate sensitive long government bonds, didn't you? I I think the investing public and the Federal Reserve, which cited it um, for interest rate risk problems, knew that it had interest rate risk. And that's it. He gets them to say, You knew.
7: You knew. And it gets, back, it gets back to the point that El uh, that, uh, Arion made, which I think is in cut number two. Play that one time.
6: This was, as admitted by the vice chair, Barr, a major lapse in supervision. This should not have happened. But it did happen, so the first thing to do is to make sure that with the existing regulation, um, there's better supervision. Then there is a potential for some tweaks to regulation, but we must be really careful, because if we go overboard on regulation, this will cause banks to be even more cautious.
7: And I think the tweak that you need is something very, very simple. The Federal Reserve has the ability to change the change the rule by which a bank becomes subject to the stress test, not in terms of the size of the assets. That's in that's in the uh, that's in the Dodd that's in Dodd Frank as amended in 2018. But you don't have to wait four quarters. You could just say, you know what, two consecutive quarters or three consecutive quarters. There's nothing magical about four. And it's pretty evident that four quarters is is a problem. And the other thing is, why are you doing stress tests every other year? Maybe you should do them annually. Remember, over 4,000 banks in this country will never take a stress test because they're too small. They're not systemically important. It's only these top 30, 40, 50 banks that are going to get a stress test. And I only say 40 or 50 because additional banks, as they grow, as we see banks, as we see a continued shift away from small and medium-sized banks toward the large banks, right? As we see that shift, we're going to see that um, we're going to see that that um, some additional banks are going to end up being being over that 200 that that 200 billion uh, asset number. And, as a result, I think you're going to you know as a result of that, more banks are going to therefore get examined there's a lot of concern about what's happening with the small banks, and should I be invest keeping money in a small bank? Deposits are flowing out of small and medium sized banks to large banks. but as that money flows there the potential is the potential for a problem is not. The bank down at the end of the street it's going to get smaller it's going to be harder for it to make loans interest rates to your local businesses in 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 places in, in places from wadena to Wasika are going to get are going to get uh higher interest rates and going to become scarcer but for those large banks all of a sudden they're going to have a lot of deposits and they're going to have the same problem svb had Is what do i do with these And they now know just sticking them away in government securities is probably not a great idea. We'll be back after this with some final comments. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: The Biz 1440,
1: KYCR, Golden Valley.
3: You get your money back, but you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day, plus no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now, 800-846-2124, 800-846-2124, 846 2124 that's 800-846-2124
5: This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
1: You need to call the police and you need to call your father. And you need to get you and your son away from this guy. We're going to remove the trespasser. I want
2: to fix it. That's why I want to at my home. And I just want to be... No, 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 honey.
1: We don't need to call a realtor. We need to get the boyfriend out of the house. And that's going to involve the police. You and your son are in danger. You have to get away from this guy. Listen, you are worth being okay. Direct, honest, helpful. The Ramsey Show, live on the Biz 1440, weekdays 1 to 4. The Ramsey Show. And Your husband's going to step up and get a backbone and deal with this because you're going to end up really further pissed at him if you don't. Yeah, you're going to end up losing your marriage over this. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Just about a year ago I set
7: out on the road Welcome back to the Biz 1440. Let me address one more part of this and uh, thank you for listening today. Real good to talk about, talk about uh, the testimony this week. Uh, Randy Quarles, who's the predecessor to Michael Barr, who's the vice, current Vice Chair of Supervision for the Federal Reserve. Um, he had a column that I retweeted this morning to you at pound KBRS. His column ran on Monday of uh, in the Wall Street Journal, and he says, here's what I would ask of the bank regulators, uh, such as the Fed. Why didn't uninsured depositors behave consistent with historical expectations? So what was historical expectations? Was that... It was that some of them would would investigate. They would get wind of what was happening, and probably not, uh, um, probably not uh, uh, handle it. And so the, argue, the his question was: Here's the question to ask: Do we need to reconsider the long-standing treatment of uninsured customer deposits in both the regulation and supervision of liquidity? I would say, rather than dealing with the depositors, think about the shareholders, uh, Mister Quarles. Um, a nice piece that I also uh, tweeted in the, during the show this morning, uh, it comes from a piece that was written at uh, the Price Theory Substack. Uh, titled, it's titled Economic Forces, which suggests perhaps what you need to do is to make sure that every shareholder of the bank holds an equal amount of deposits to the number of shares they have so that if the bank should go, and those deposits would be converted to equity, and could be wiped out if the bank was taken over. So that basically every shareholder would would be required to hold deposits that could be wiped out, meaning that their potential loss is two times their investment, not just one time their investment. Because we know that banks will have have, uh, equity of about 10% of all the assets they have. What if we took that to twenty percent? Would that get them more aligned it 's one way to address the it 's one way to get address the deposit bank, but this might in fact lead to less investment in banks and this could lead to less innovation so that's that 's an interesting it 's an interesting question so I just wanted to tweet that piece to you because I thought that was our summary of it that was on marginal revolution or not marginal revolution I think it was on e on econ I think that 's a really interesting idea but I'm not sure it's 100% correct but I wanted to throw that out to you. Second, why didn't the FDIC arrange for a stronger bank to buy SVB the night before it failed? I think we know the answer to that. The answer is the answer is it just happened so dang fast. Right? Um, but uh, they did not but okay, so the question is could FDIC start to look for an investor before the forty-two billion dollars left on Thursday? Possibly. But but to lose basically two thirds of your deposit base in forty-eight hours, I don't think I don't think there's any regulatory system prepared to deal with that. Um, that's how fast things can move. Okay? Um and I wanted to throw those two questions out here. I'm going to play this last piece one more time because I really don't think, and I just, I just wanted to ruminate on this. So this was El Arian uh, Wednesday of this week on, on uh, Bloomberg uh, talking about Credit Suisse. Uh, play this one more time. Cut number three.
6: Back and say Switzerland's second largest bank is gone. One of the 30 systemic banks are gone, and they went just like that. Um, we now heard that Silicon Valley Bank not only lost 42 billion on the Thursday, but was a, was a set to lose 100 billion of deposits on the Friday. Things move at the speed of sound, and regulators and supervisors have to realize this because when you have a lapse in supervision, the risks of fragility are very large.
7: And to think that you were actually going to delay almost three years between the time you saw problems at Silicon Valley Bank and when you might test the bank and actually put it through its paces to be sure you could withstand an interest rate increase, which I would hope by 24, that would be the stress test, is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. The Fed knew, and it had the regulatory power to, to do something about it, but it was... It, it, it kept its hands tied by its own decisions to not deviate from its from its plan. It is extraordinarily slow as an institution. It was extraordinarily slow in terms of getting getting ahead of the inflation issue in twenty one. It, it it spent way too much time on team transitory. It has now spent way too much time blithely raising rates without without really kicking the tires on, on the banks it regulates to say, do we have a problem here? It's inco- it is, to me, it is mind-boggling. It is almost unconscionable to wait two years to do a stress test on a bank that's holding that much in, in, in government securities. Amazing. It is amazing to me. But back to the Credit Suisse piece, and I just want to close with this. I don't think we are at the end of that story. Yes, for the first two weeks after the merger, things seem to have calmed down. That is exactly what happened with Bear Stearns in 2008. Go Go read your newspapers in April and May of 2008, okay? You can find them all online. Go read the newspapers from them. Was anyone talking about, oh, gosh, look what could be happening next? No. We all get really, really quiet about what was happening in banking until august and september came i don't know that we'll take till august and september this time and i don't know that we might actually have figured things out well enough to actually have solved the problem we'll see but gotta tell you um my spidey senses are tingling really 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 hard right now And I think yours should be, too. Hey, thank you for listening today. Spencer, thank you for the work uh, on, on on the clips. And we'll talk to you next week on a job Saturday on the King Banging Show on The Biz 1440.
4: happened now i take relief factor every day almost 70 percent of the more than half a million people who have tried relief factor end up ordering more that's because it works for them the way it worked for me isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only 19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer feel the difference
9: Life Across America, the Billboard Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies
2: move and kick before
9: they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer.
2: That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America America is non-political and totally educational.
9: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors.
5: That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center.
9: RwC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RwC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life.
5: Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life.
9: Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make it.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.
0: (laughs)